Weeboos. Hey guys and welcome to Weeboos. Today we have a very special, special event because we will be interviewing the director of San Japan. Now the director of San Japan, his name is David. How's it going, David? It is going great. How's it going with you? Awesome, awesome. So David, I just uh, we have a couple of questions for you here lined up. But, uh, you know, the, the very first thing I want to go ahead and ask you is, you know, do you have any information about uh, what is San Japan uh, and what your position is overall and what it entails? Yeah, absolutely. So San Japan is the largest anime and uh, pop culture convention in South Texas. We've been doing the show since uh, August 2008, so it's been going on for a minute. We are coming back after a year of hiatus due to COVID uh, on September 3rd through 5th, 2021. And we are at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center, the Grand Hyatt, the River Walk Marriott, which are three awesome venues that are actually on the River Walk in downtown San Antonio, just a couple of blocks from the Alamo. And so it's just a great event to go to. There are celebrities, there is a rave, there's concerts, there's exhibitors, artists, workshops, the formal masquerade, cosplay contest, gaming contest, tabletop gaming, really anything and everything. It's like the ultimate anime weeb party uh, where we take over downtown San Antonio for three and a half days. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And, uh, you know, we're pretty excited to be able to go to that. Um, now, I, I was asking you, like, what what is our, something that your that your position entails other than, you know, trying to organize everything? And, and uh, how does it make you feel also, um, you know, being a role model in, yeah in to, to a lot of these community people you know as well as do you ever feel like a sense of urgency or like excitement when the con season comes around yeah so you know like i said i've been doing this show well san japan since 2008 but been part of the san japan team since 2007 and so i've been uh working this convention since before i could legally drink which is kind of a weird yeah. place to <laughs> to be yeah um but yeah, it's it's really exciting to be part of the the conversation. I think my job, um, you know, with the last year of being the executive director, and then the years before that being part of the uh, leadership team, the board of directors, it's all about looking into the future and really kind of trying to understand like where is the fandom going, what's going on with you know the the pop culture communities, and how do we stay relevant? Um, you know. A, Five or six years ago, we started adding some K-pop programming, thinking, okay, we'll see if this thing catches on. And then, you know, we never would have guessed five years ago that all of a sudden, look, there's BTS at McDonald's, right? And K-pop is actually a big representation of of pop culture. And so doing the same thing with things like East Asian media or, you know, Super Smash Bros or whatever it is, like it's really looking at the big picture, how things are being impacted in the fandom as a whole, and then just kind of, know making sure that we stay relevant because there's a lot of anime conventions out there i think at last check before the pandemic there was something like 1200 anime and fandom conventions in north america alone and so when you have that much competition when there's so much other stuff going on out there uh, you want to make sure that you're doing something that's cool that's innovative that's different and that would make someone want to come to your show over someone else's show no definitely Uh, so how many people are we expecting this year yeah so this year we have an attendance cap because of just safety protocols and the 
though you know trying to to come back a little bit easier so in 2019 we had 20,000 people this year we are attendance capped at about 10,000 attendees mm -hmm. and then we'll probably have another 1500 to 2000 volunteers staff workers uh, guests, artists, other people that are non-attendees. So I guess with that question also uh, comes the question of what are some of the measures that you guys are going to be taking in regards to COVID-19? Uh, do you have any uh, regulations or any enforcements besides the, the limit cap? Yeah, so we have been in so many workshops and and just tutorials and stuff. Actually, just recently I got certified as a COVID advisor pandemic uh, I forgot what the letter is, a pandemic certification advisor for special events. Wow. And so uh, we've been taking workshops, we've been doing trainings. Uh, there are rules and recommendations from the CDC about like how far apart chairs need to be, how far apart aisles need to be, how do you do flows. Uh, there are going to be blue light robots deployed that are going to be doing sanitation in some of the rooms of the convention center. Oh wow! We're working with our venue staff to do enhanced cleaning uh, throughout the the convention and then I can't announce just yet um, but we have an additional safety protocol that's going to be uh, leaning a little bit more on vaccinations and talking about vaccinations that'll be deployed in the next couple of weeks oh that's and so great. yeah we're we're gonna we, we just want to make it safe because ultimately all of us are just nerds trying to hang out like there's no person at San Japan that this is their full-time job all of us have a day job and so you know why would you want to take all that risk if you didn't have to exactly yeah yeah so i have a i have a question that uh pertains to i guess um some of the some of the side things that san japan has uh in order for the community to be safe and and, and to feel welcome and that is um you know san japan cares what exactly is san japan cares yeah so san japan cares is a program um that we started a handful of years ago and it's run by the absolutely amazing and phenomenal laurie mccarthy and the idea is you know for a lot of special event organizers and event planners the americans with disabilities act is like their standard and i think that's a really bad attitude to have right like ada is the minimum right and it should be the legal minimum and you should strive to go beyond it and so SJ Cares is a program that we call our Accessibility Enhancement Program. Mm. You can come up to the booth, no questions asked, and just say, hey, I want to be part of SJ Cares. They give you a little green ribbon that you affix to your badge. And if you need help waiting in line, if you need help navigating the space, if you need to sit up in front because maybe you have visual difficulties, if you need to have wheelchair or some sort of mobility seating, if you need uh, you know, certain assistance as you navigate rooms and stuff like that, um, all of that is provided through our SJ Cares program. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're really having a lot of consideration for those people that just don't have that equal opportunity and you're providing them with uh, help, so that's awesome. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what's this year's theme? So we we know that it's actually like a capped San Japan. So are we going to have the same theme that you originally had planned for 2019 uh, or 2020? Sorry. No, in 2020, we were originally going to have like a horror theme that I was super, super excited for it. Um, but this year, since we're attendance cap, we're not even calling it San Japan 13. We're calling it San Japan 12.5. Oh, wow. And so oh, the, the theme is throwback. And so we're going to have uh, art from previous years. We're encouraging people to cosplay as their favorite throwback like cosplay show from whenever they got into anime. And lots of the signage and marketing materials are featuring kind of this like wacky 
80s 90s motif to it so that's it's really just an opportunity if you never got to dress up like kurama from yu yu Hakusho or you know something from your original toonami days like this is your chance to do it with no judgment okay that sounds amazing lemur do you you have any questions that you would like to ask uh david uh yeah so i know you went into it a little bit talking about how you have to focus on like what you think is going to be popular at the event and everything like that but aside from that, can you share any like behind the scenes stories or like maybe any struggles that you normally have to go through when setting up the con? Yeah, I mean, this could be a whole separate issue or episode by itself. Um, you know, it's it's really hard when you think like, okay, we have the convention center, which is run partially by the county of Bear, which is where San Antonio is, and by the city of San Antonio. And through a third party, we have the Hyatt, which is a mega corporation. We have the Marriott, which is a mega corporation. We have people that control San Antonio at street level. We have another set of constituents that control San Antonio street level um, like services. They're called Centro. You may see them running around the show. They're usually like in bright yellow shirts and straw hats, giving out instructions and help to tourists. So we work with them. Um, previously, the Riverwalk was under the jurisdiction of the Riverwalk Association and San Antonio Park Police. We're right next to Hemisphere Park, which has a different group of cohorts that are served by them. And then when you think we have 100 different panelists, we have the library coming through, we have the blood bank coming through, we have all these different celebrities and musical acts and performers and uh, you know technology groups. And so it's really just like a lot of wrangling cats because everyone has different reasons to do what they want to do. Everyone has different ways of doing what they want to do. I think my favorite story is, it was a couple of years ago, I get a phone call or a call on my radio because the, the lead staff wears these, you know, kind of walkie-talkie things. And it's like, Ramirez, come in. I'm like, yeah, what's up? A dog took a poop in registration. <laughs> and I'm like... My team is really into doing like code words, and so I'm trying to think like, okay, is this a code word? Like the eagle has landed, like a dog took a poop, <laughs> right? Like I'm like, okay, what is this? And I'm like, uh, do not copy. Can you repeat? And they're like, David, a literal dog took a literal shit in registration. <laughs> oh no! It's like, oh, okay. Let me walk over there and see what's what. And in that part of the building, it was actually against our contract for us to clean anything because there's a union and there's a cleaning service that does all the cleaning. And so our registration team put a box over this pile of dog poop. We call the cleaning service and this little viejita with like a mop or not a mop, a a broom and a dust pail comes over and she looks under there and she goes, I can't clean it with the broom. I'm like, okay, well, can you get a mop or something? No, you have to call my supervisor to authorize the mop. And so the supervisor supervisor comes in, looks under the box, and they're like, did you know that there's dog poop under there? It's like, literally, why we called you? Literally. It's like, nah. Well, And they're like, well, if it's animal poop, it might have, like, some biological thing to it so that we have to get approval from our operations person. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because biological cleanup is different than just, like, mopping up a Coke or something like that. I'm like, all right, let's call the operations person. So then this guy in a jumpsuit comes over, you know, 20, 30 minutes later. And mind you, we still have a thousand people in line that we're trying to route around this dog poop in the middle of this room. <laughs> oh my that's God. Funny. And he looks under the box and he's like, there's dog poop under there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's what I've been saying for the last hour. <laughs> 
So he's like, all right, well, you know, we're going to go ahead and call our team. But since it's dog poop, you know, we have to go ahead and let the management of the building know because we have to make sure that that dog's a real service dog and not like a, you know, a fake one. Because if it's pooping online, even if it is a service animal, we, can, we should kick him out. I'm like, all right, that's fine. So then they call someone in a suit and the guy in the suit walks over and checks under the box and he's like, there's dog shit there. <laughs> it's like, no yeah. way. <laughs> what do you mean? And, of course. Yeah. And so the worst part is literally two hours later, it was the same old viejita that was the first time around that shows up with a mop and bucket and cleans it up and walks away. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god. All big round of applause, everybody. Shit. Big round of applause. That was beautiful. You oh, you man. went into detail about how like you're organizing all these different uh organizations and, and you're you're real reeling them in and you know have everybody compromise and, and, and do that. Um it, what's the thing that you look for the most uh, for San Japan, knowing that you know, you're the one that's helping pick and choose who's going to come. Yeah, for me, honestly, I think my favorite part of the the show is working with South Texas Blood and Tissue. They're our local blood bank. And so um, every year we do at least 100 units of blood, which is enough blood to help 300 people. Oh, so wow. we're actually one of the largest blood drives in September. Um, but the other thing that we do is we do mouth swabs for bone marrow. And over the, the, you know, seven, eight years that we've been doing this, this bone marrow program, we've actually matched three people um, who had cancer to someone at the show that was a match for their bone marrow. And so I get to literally tell people that our anime convention saves lives because we connected three people to a bone marrow donor. That's awesome. Damn, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And which event are you looking forward to the most, David? Um, is it bad if I say closing ceremonies? Because that means <laughs> I can actually relax that, afterwards. That dog, or what's it called? Uh, that's my favorite part. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, when you play the closing time song. and Yeah. <laughs> you start playing the, the, the song itself. All right. So uh, about how many panels did, uh, will there be this year, actually? Do you um, know? I, I, I know we're still accepting panels. So depending on when this airs, hey, send in your panels. Also, hey, Weeboo's. Make sure that you send in your panel. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we will, we will. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I think at last check, there was like 65, 75 panels that have been submitted. Uh, usually by the end of the show or like right before the show, you know, we have a 20 to 30% drop rate. And so, um, you know, I think anywhere between 50 and 100 panels. And that's like fan submitted panels. That doesn't usually include the celebrity stuff or the concerts or like that's, you know, people who are passionate about something standing up in front of a room and doing a thing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And are there any notable guests or events you're looking forward to? I can't announce the guests. The contracts are still out. They have not been signed. Uh, so I can't say any of that. I think, like, the rave is always something that I really enjoy. Uh, when we were told that we were able to move it back into where it's normally at, I was super pumped. Um, have you guys been to the rave at the show before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that it's always fun. Yeah, it's super fun, and I get to use my big badge to be obnoxious and get backstage and like go and harass people. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I remember know, it's, just, it's a blast. I remember I don't re well actually I don't remember what was with you, Lemur, but I remember one time I went to the the rave. And uh, I got to party with Jesus. I was like this guy cosplaying oh, Jesus. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, dude, that was so <laughs> fun, dude. It was Jesus. Jesus, Jesus knows how to go hard in the pain, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude, that was great. 
Um, so, uh, Lemur, is there any other questions you want to ask? Yeah, so I guess uh, while we're in San Antonio, besides San Japan, can you tell us of any, maybe like, spots that we should be checking out or anything around the area that we should look forward to? Yeah, I think it really just depends on what you want to do. If you want to stay in, like, the anime theme or, you know, Japanese theme, uh, Charity Bar, which is really close to the convention center, has some of the best ramen in the city. Uh, and they specialize in Japanese street food, and it's actually just a really quick three-block walk from the convention center. Wow. Uh, there's the Japanese Tea Gardens, which is actually this giant, gorgeous pagoda and waterfall that's a free public park here in San Antonio. Um, I mean, we got all of it. We have Six Flags, we have SeaWorld if you want to go do the theme park thing. You know, there's lots of really cool malls and shops. There's just they, they actually just opened an aquarium in the mall next to the convention center two weeks ago. So now there's an aquarium there with a shark named Selena. Nice. Um, oh, that's badass. I respect yeah, that. that. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we have to, you know, Puro San Antonio, right? We have yeah. To <laughs> and, then... and I would say, like, that's that's probably my favorite thing about San Japan, because I've done a lot of shows in lots of other places, and a bunch of the time, usually it's a convention center that's kind of far out, or, like, in a weird place, or doesn't have anything around it. But, like, since San Japan is right on the river walk in downtown San Antonio, there's bars, there's restaurants, there's clubs, there's speakeasies, there's breweries, there's distilleries, there's gay bars, straight bars, military bars, singles bars, cougar bars, tourist bars. Like, there's lots and lots of stuff for you to do nearby, and it's all just a quick, you know, walk or scooter or Uber away. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I From someone who, you know, lived there, I can definitely say that out of most conventions that I've been to, San Japan has the most things outside of the convention than any other convention that I've been to. They they literally, I mean, it's literally in the center of the, of the river walk. You, you can literally go to the convention, get out, go to the mall, eat, come back, like, and it'll take you, like, 30 minutes, like, walking, like, like the full trip, not even, like, you know, just to walk to the mall. No, like, you'll get there in, like, two minutes, you know? It's pretty nice. Uh so I know you've been busy with uh, with San Japan and everything. Is there anything that you've been like watching any animes or any mangas that you've been keep keeping up with to kind of like clear your head? Yeah, so I am trying to keep up with the I'm a Spider, so what? One of my favorites. Uh, I just got book three of Cherry Magic, the manga, um, in my uh, you know in the mail. I just read this really stupid one called Dick Fight Island. Have you all heard what? of it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you ever watch Keijo, where it's the girls that fight with their boobs? Yeah, and butt? yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. is great. So this is this is the male version of that. Oh that no! Funny. <laughs> funny it is <laughs> raunchy. It is rough. Uh, yeah. So if you're not comfortable with full frontal nudity and uh, male prostate massages, then definitely don't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to get it done? And Jesus. What's your favorite anime, David? Uh, so my favorite anime, and I'm super sad it was only ever six episodes, was Gatekeepers 21. Uh, did you ever watch Gatekeepers or Gatekeepers 21? No, I, no. I didn't. When did I it come not. out? Uh, I don't even know. I could Google it really quick. Um, but Gatekeepers was this like really cute kids anime about people who were blessed with um, like these gates, and so they could summon wind or animals or fire or things like that. Um, but Gatekeepers Twenty One was this six episode OVA. Uh, it came out in two thousand and three, two thousand four, and it's like the dark take on this kids anime where oh, it turns out every time these little kids in this like little kid anime opened those gates they were actually consuming part of their life force and destroying their future 
And so it really gets into this darker side of like, oh, all these people were giving these kids powers, knowing that they'd be sacrificing their life to save humanity. Um, so it's a really dark take on it. It's kind of cool, like the callbacks that they do to it. And it has like my favorite opening theme song ever. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I, Gatekeepers 21 is a good watch. If you've never seen Gatekeepers, the original, you're not going to have any idea about 21. It's pretty hard to follow. <laughs> Gotcha. So what is your personal history with anime? Um, you know, got you into anime? Yeah, my uncle was, uh, you know, grew up very close to uncles, as one does in El Paso, right? Like Mexican yep. families my, my are Dios. always very yep. close. Yep. Um, so my, my uncle, my Nino, uh, was stationed abroad in Japan. And when he came back, he brought a bunch of these weird Japanese comics and weird Japanese cartoons with him. And I was just like whoa this is the coolest thing ever um so from a young age got into a lot of the like miyazaki stuff blood the last vampire uh you know stuff from that sort of generation of it and then as soon as i could get sailor moon on tv did the whole sailor moon thing that's you know you can probably guess by age if i can tell you that sailor moon was airing on toonami and in the afternoon block when i was uh, young um Jeez. And then so got to high school age, and then. found other weird people like me that wanted to just watch anime and talk about it all day long. And so made friends with them and yeah, the rest of it's history. Nice. And, and I remember you you told us last time a story about uh, some manga. Is it possible for you to, to, to tell us about the story again? Yeah. So uh, the thing that I always tell people is like, fun fact, in Texas, we are super competitive about everything. And so in the same way that you can compete in sports, you can also compete in music and the arts. But in Texas, we're so competitive, you can even do competitive accounting and entrepreneurship and marketing in high school, uh, which is something that I competed in, which is UIL. And mm -hmm. so uh, no one competes in competitive accounting in high school. That's just the kind of nerd that I was. <laughs> and so didn't have to work hard to get to all state. And so here I was, a 16-year-old you know, kid, in San Angelo, Texas, which is, if you've never been, don't go there. I don't know what to tell you. It's in the middle of absolute bump nowhere. Um, <laughs> and and they're kind of like for my first time alone, uh, at the same time kind of figuring out like, oh, I think I like dudes, um, as one does in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I went to a Walden Books in a shopping mall, which, again, you can guess my age if you know about Walden Books still. Um, and yeah, there was this anime manga that had two guys kissing on the cover and I'm like, oh, this is making me feel things and I want to buy it. And I went to go buy it and, uh, I was too young cause it had graphic content cause there was guys kissing and this random lady at a Walden books in San Angelo, uh, was standing there and I'm like, Hey, can you help me buy this? And she looked at it and she's like, what's wrong with it? I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, oh, I don't want her to know. It's like, uh, there's two guys, and, and she didn't care. She's like, this is my kid. Take care of it. And, yeah, thanks, random lady uh, in San Angelo. Cause, what a woman. Yeah, what, what a woman. woman. Yeah, yeah, what a woman. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, there's no shit in later, I'm still reading Yaoi's, though. There you yeah. go. She's the, the real MVP. And anime or manga, which is your favorite? I, I really want to read more manga, but it's just I don't have the time. That's yeah, right. that's the time. And, and Crunchyroll has the worst manga app on the planet. So. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know, it's so dude. It's so yeah. bad. 
you know is there anything else you want to ask yeah uh dude uh, do you have a waifu or uh, and a husbando do you have both i i hate to say it but like the characters that i i mostly resonate with are usually not actually human and so anyone that sees me on discord or like twitch you'll see that my avatar is usually qb from madoka magica <laughs> okay um and then i have uh oh what's her name from Ubasa chronicle oh okay little ball thing uh-huh yeah so i just i don't know I, i'm not a furry but i love those little critters I, I was never really big into like oh that's my waifu nice um that's fair. although i really do want like here. that body pillow that's the monster masume that's like seven feet long. Have you seen that? The, the snake one? The snake yeah. I know, I know how we all knew what character that. exactly he was talking about. <laughs> of course you all would. Oh, man. So, David, are you excited to have the Weeboos cast in San Japan? <laughs> I am. I, I really love all my El Paso people. It's so cool. That was one of the big reasons that I started like coming out to UTEP and getting active with ASAP was, you know, like, growing up in El Paso, I didn't really know that there was, like, an entire thing out there for anime, right? Like, there were so many people like me. When I was in high school, it was literally seven of us that would hang out with the weird, like, biology teacher after school because she was the only one that would be the anime club sponsor. And, you know, like, well, no, she was weird and ultimately got deported because of a bunch of drama. But that's a whole separate conversation. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) What a woman, though. What a woman. She supported the weebs. Yeah, she's out for Miss Pooey. But yeah, like, I, I really wanted to, like, show people back in El Paso, like, hey, this is what we could be doing. You know, partially to to get folks to sort of broaden their horizons, and also because you know it makes it a little bit easier when I come back to El Paso and say, "Hey, I want to restart the El Paso anime convention." Nice, yeah. No, I'm pretty excited. As soon as uh, that convention hits back to El Paso, you know, I was I was pretty involved in, I uh, believe it was like a, a WinterCon ones, and then also on a like park uh, get together for anime uh, like fundraising. And uh, so I'm pretty excited, you know, for those who don't know, guys, I am a DJ and I got to play on both of those and I got to play my wheat music. So it was great because, um, you know, sometimes I don't get to play that and I just feel sad. But <laughs> uh, so now I'm pretty excited if those come back. I'm definitely looking forward to those. Um, I have uh, I have, uh, you know, two more questions for you, David. The, the first one's going to be um, if you have any favorite San Japan memory, like not recently or not old, like whatever, whatever is your favorite memory of San Japan? You know, I I think there's like a lot of really cool memories that, you know, are great. There are some that are terrible and that I work with my therapist through. um, Jeez, like the dog pooper. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like when you invest so much time in a project like this, like you have your ups and downs and all sorts of crazy stuff. I think like the coolest one I can think of is uh, we once had a... A Japanese director out called Shinichi Watsunabe, okay. and he uh, is known for stuff like Lupin the Third, Excel Saga, oh, okay, uh, the Wallflower, yeah, you know things like that. Like he is a huge director um, in Japan, and um, like, just getting to hang out with him and spend time with him was really really exciting because like you know it's one of those people that you're just like oh hey. Like, you're, you make the stuff that I'm in love with. Like, this is so cool. And he was so down-to-earth and so chill. And I think, like, un- recently, probably one of my favorite memories is uh, at the last San Japan in 2019, we had Duez Infinity come out as our musical guest. And growing up, again, in that sort of generation of anime, like, having these folks that do 
the Inuyasha closing theme or yeah. the Zoids closing theme or, you know, these songs that I'm really passionate about and really kind of defined, like, the entry into Weebdom for me. Like, seeing them there on stage and, like, being able to hear not just their concert, but, like, be there for their sound check too, and talk to them for a minute. Um, yeah, like, and again, just they were super cool people. They were super nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think nice. a lot of it's just, like, more nostalgia-oriented. And that kind of connected to the last question, which was, um, you know, how has San Japan impacted your life? And what do you see your, uh, it being, like, in the future? Yeah, I think, you know, with San Japan, number one, it really kind of helped me define my career and what I wanted to do. I changed majors something like nine times before I finally got a degree. And, you know, doing the convention and finding out like, oh, there is an entire field of marketing and communication where your job is to plan events and make brand activations and do big flashy kind of public marketing, mm -hmm. um, which is what I do now. Like I, I'm a senior marketing manager focused on events and top of funnel for a software company. And so I think I never would have figured that out um, if I had not done San Japan. Um, I think the other thing is just like really gaining confidence in myself, gaining confidence in my abilities um, of growing up again, like as a a short, fat, gay, brown kid uh, from El Paso and then moving to the big city, you know, you can always be kind of like, oh, do I really belong here? Is this what I do? And now, you know, 15 years later, I'm like, get out of my way. This is my city. <laughs> like, what a like, man. bow before me. Um, right. Yeah, I just think, you know, really, it's, it's very validating. And, you know, meeting so many phenomenal people along the way that I can now call my best friends, you know, having people come up to me and say, hey, I met my uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, hearing uh, April on the, the last uh, session that we had, right, saying she met her boyfriend at San Japan. And I have people say, I met my significant other, or I discovered I was gay at San Japan, or I realized I was trans at San Japan, or I just had someone recently, my daughter was conceived at San Japan. Hey. Hey. I'm like, that, oh, that's good wild. for you, you know, like, <laughs> it wasn't like at the, on the floor, right? Like, I hope it was <laughs> That's crazy. That's <laughs> one, of, one of those the, the big impact that like the show had in people's lives, um, and just like having at least a little bit of of responsibility for that is is really meaningful and and really the reason that I keep doing this year over year. That sounds nice. awesome. Man. So I'm gonna go ahead and go around the room real quick and ask uh, if, if you guys have any uh, last questions for David here. So Lemur, uh, do you have any other questions that you would like to ask David uh, before we go wrap it up? Uh, no questions, but I am saying that I I do want to check out that uh, that charity bar. I'm a huge fan of ramen. Oh, there's same. not a lot of like really good ramen shops here in El Paso. There's a couple, but if you're saying that that one's really good, then definitely looking forward to that hell yeah me too actually <laughs> and what about you uh robert do you have any last questions for david all right david so i know we're all about the same age here at least i can get the idea so i don't know about you but i naruto ran through the hallways so people could watch anime today were you one of those people as well i did not naruto run through the hallways i can tell you um again i'm i think i'm older than you so naruto <laughs> was not actually on when i started my my high school anime journey bleach was like the big thing and it was like very very early bleach not even bankai bleach like super early bleach that we would 
download off of LimeWire and burn onto CD-ROMs. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm that old, too. I remember <laughs> LimeWire. That's good times. <laughs> oh Damn. Gosh. You know, I, I, I actually... I will say, like, in El Paso, Yamaguchi Ramen on Lee Trevino right across from Hank's. Like, that is the place to be if you haven't gone. Yamaguchi? Yeah, actually, I've gotten so many recommendations for that place. I need to go check it out for sure. Um, <laughs> I actually remember, you know, watching Toonami the same kind of like phenomenon it was like the japanese anime were actually making its way to the united states and then i also remember watching canal 5 you know it was from el paso with, with like uh super campeones and uh ramna and a half and among others you know so uh, I, i'm it's pretty funny that you, you mentioned like that it was early bleach because i actually remember like when bleach was still coming out in tsunami it was pretty cool stuff um, so Vito, do you have any last questions for David? Yeah, um, David, have you ever cosplayed? Yeah, I, I did a couple of times. Um, usually when I'm working, since I'm on the marketing and communication side, um, I'm trying, I try to dress conservatively because I tend to be the one that they stick on camera. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I, I, part of it is like trying to normalize that, hey, it's cool to just come out because I still get lots of weird questions from parents that are like, hey, my kid is really into this, but I don't understand it. And so we have lots of spiels ready about, like, well, let me tell you about anime and manga, friend, and let them know that, you know, they're not worshipping Satan, and this is not, like, some freaky sex cult or anything like that, uh, you know, unless they're a furry. Um, just kidding, any furries listening. Um, though, I, uh, side note, like, I do tell them that if your daughter is into Homestuck, you should probably tell her not to be, because they're terrible. Um, Homestuck Jeez. is the worst. But... I'm sorry. What was that? I completely spaced. Out. <laughs> <laughs> cosplay, 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 cosplay. Sorry, I just hate Homestuck so hard. <laughs> what's Homestuck? I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. What, what's that? It's awful. It's the. Just Google it. Google yeah. it, but don't go down the rabbit hole because you'll read a little bit of it and be like, "Oh, this is interesting," and then you might get hooked, and then and then David's gonna hate you. We just can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going back to the cosplay, so you have multiple times, correct? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, a cosplayer. Um, I was always much more into, like, steampunk, and so I have, like, steampunk costumes that were not really, like, an OC, you know, original character, but just I have lots of steampunk gear um, around the house. Uh, But, yeah, I've done, like, White Mage from Final Fantasy before. Um, I have a a Totoro, like, Kigurumi that I've done as a cosplay before. yeah, usually it's pretty casual cosplay. I really don't... Like I said, I'm usually working anime stuff. Nice, nice. And with that, guys, that basically wraps up our interview with David, director of San Japan. David, again, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I want to go ahead and ask the ask you, like, where, where can people catch you at? Like, what's the what's the ideal place where they can uh, follow you or, or uh, you Hit know... Hit the DMs yeah. and ask you stuff about San Japan. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at SDM Ramirez. Hit me on Instagram at s.david or yeah, s.david.r. And don't message me on Facebook because I don't know you like that. That's correct. <laughs> and, and, uh, what's That's what, what's some of the links for San Japan uh, that our you know viewers can uh, go and check out? Yeah, it's san-japan.org. Uh, at San Japan on most social media platforms, including everything from TikTok to uh, Instagram to Facebook and Twitter. And then don't forget to catch all of our awesome San Japan content streaming every single week at San Japan Gaming on Twitch. There you go, guys. And Lemur, where can they catch you at? 
Uh, you can find me, of course, at Lemur32 on Instagram. Nice. And then you can find uh, Weeboos, guys, on twitch.tv slash Weeboos, at Facebook, at Weeboos915, on Instagram, at Weeboos Podcast, on YouTube, Weeboos dash, uh, we dash Weeboos, uh, exclamation, uh, as well as in Spotify, and then also catch us on our Twitter, at twitter.com, Weeboos, uh, we underscore booze. And then uh, don't forget also check out our website, guys, weeboos.org. Uh, you can find all our links there as well as some of our merch. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, you can find me at Quest1025 here on Twitch, as well as DJ Speakerboy or DJ Coldblock on Instagram. Robert, where can they catch you at? At Robert Gathright on most social medias, on Snapchat at RobertG93, and we also have a TikTok too. Oh it's yeah, yeah, boobs. TikTok don't stop. TikTok don't stop. And Vito, where can they catch you at? You can catch me at twitch.tv slash Vito1623 where I'm very bad at video games. You can also catch me on Twitter where uh, you know, I just retweet shit uh, at Vito1623. There you go, guys. We'll see you again uh, next time and I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with David, the director from San Japan. Laters. Weebus.